She's a printmaker, an artist, and has a wealth of knowledge about the New Zealand education and art landscape over the last 50 years. Marilyn Webb. Now, I went to Auckland, and there were 14 advisors working in the education department who serviced all the Auckland schools down as far as Merimeri and then up as far as Te Hapua. He is a rising star in the New Zealand film industry and a huge believer of breaking down the walls between actor and audience. Isaac James Terena Cleland. I was writing at the time. I've always been writing since I was a teenager. You know, I used to get pictures of anything and I would just try and write a little story, a creative <laughs> story about it. And so I think that really influenced me to go into film because you're writing pictures, you know. Mm. And as soon as I uh, trained as an actor, it was it blew my writing up even more and I was like seeing how, you know, dialogue works a lot more effectively once you understand acting. Both artists were recognised for their work at this year's Te Waka Toy Awards hosted by Creative New Zealand. The awards evening honours Māori for their contribution and service to the Māori arts. Enga mana, enga reo koutou ko tahuri mai ki tēnei o ngā wahanga kuera te kaupapa e whaiake nei. Kwa ko Justin Murray. This is Tiahika on RNZ National. Marilyn Webb has whakapapa links to Natikahu and Tiroroa in the Hokianga. She resides in Dunedin. Her art has exhibited around the world. She's a printmaker, and the themes of her work explore land, Māori, politics, and post-colonial history. Raised in Apotiki during the 1940s, Marilyn grew up with two rivers on either side of her home. She went to the local school and grew up with other Apotiki kids. Later on, she attended Ardmore Training College, which was the springboard to a career in the arts. She became an arts advisor under a scheme created by Gordon Tovey with the Department of Education, which took her to schools in the Auckland and Northland region. Her role was to nurture the development of contemporary Māori art. In 1974, she was a recipient of the Francis Hodgkin Fellowship at Otago University. Over the years, Marilyn's work has featured in over 200 exhibitions and symposiums, both here and abroad, including the United States, India, Japan, Spain, France, the United Kingdom, Germany and Australia. She was made a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit in the year 2000. This year, she received the Supreme Award, Te Tohu Aroha Mo Te Arekinui Daim Te Atairangi Kahu at Creative New Zealand's Te Wakatoi Awards. Here, Marilyn shares her story about her childhood, a career in the arts as a teacher and, of course, a practising artist. Although your, your iwi is Ngāpuhi, you weren't necessarily um, raised, raised in Ngāpuhi. No, I wasn't. My mother um, had relocated with a family to Onehanga in Auckland and she was raised by a nanny there and um, I was born in Auckland but then taken to Apotiki 
where my father's family were when she married. So I was actually raised in, uh, as an Apotiki kid. What was it like growing up in a Portuguese? Oh, it was wonderful. This I would mean, have been Kenya. in the 1950s? Oh, uh, 40s. 40s? Uh, and um, uh, can you imagine two rivers on either side of you and the beach in front? It was bliss for a child. And a small, loving community. It was wonderful. Mm. So being Apuhi and not necessarily being, being raised in the Hokianga meant that you weren't around no, your, your no, language? No, or... I wasn't. And I didn't realise that, of course, until um, I'd gone through my training and had got my first job in the education department in Auckland. And I was working as an art advisor to schools in Northland and Auckland. And I was given the Hokianga as my um, Your assignment yes, as my school's country school list to look at, and of course, then things started to uncover themselves for me. So, would so you have been wonderful. in your twenties then, Marilyn? Yes, yes, yeah. I was. So, growing up in a Portuguese with your father, yeah, yeah, here they were good, you know, usual early Celtic mix, Welsh, Irish, you name it, all that stuff. Yes, and. Um, I went to school with Hare Williams, and uh, just to name a couple of people, I'm just thinking of broadcasting. Yeah, yeah, Hare Williams did. And uh, he did Hare and I think we were in the same class. I think he was a bus monitor or something. That's bus monitor. <laughs> <A> bus monitor. <laughs> so uh, no, I had a wonderful, blissful childhood, and. Um, then, as you become an adolescent in a small town, you want to get out of it. So the girls then, this was in the 50s, girls then either went nursing or teaching, and I went teaching. During the 50s and the 40s, there was a scheme called the Tovey Scheme. Tovey. Instigated by Dr Beebe. Quite a bit of money being fed into education. And, of course, the great reforms in the late 30s of Peter Fraser, who was then the Prime Minister, who wanted a better education for New Zealand children. They trained specialist advisors. Uh, they trained advisors in um, science. And then they trained in art and craft, and art and craft then encompassed Māori as well as all the Eurocentric at, um, attitudes to art and craft. There was a guy called Gordon Tovey. He was very charismatic. And uh, he hooked up with Pine Taiapa from the, uh, the East Coast and who he used as a mentor. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was very fortunate there. Then Gordon Tovey came round and I got picked to be a third year. So the third year's then trained in Dunedin. We came down here for a year, and in my group was Paramatchet, Cliff Whiting, Graham Storm, the ceramic artist, Ray Erickson, who made a huge name for himself uh, teaching with children with alternative learning problems, and um, a couple of other women. We explored the Dunedin student life, <laughs> but it was fun. It, it was really wonderful, and from there I got a, my first job in Auckland, and that was 1958. 
Now, I went to Auckland, and there were 14 advisors working in the education department who serviced all the Auckland schools down as far as Merimere and then up as far as Te Hapua, plus Auckland Central. And we were given... Now, in 1958, I met Ralph Hootley, who'd also trained in the same group, and Bishop uh, Muru Walters is now Bishop Muru Walters, and they were uh, centred in Kaikui. So um, it was a, a heady group. At that time, and I'm talking about 1958, that was the time when women did the same job as men but earned less. So there was no equal pay happening then. And, of course, if you were unmarried, you did all the weekend work because the family then, of course, was sacrosanct. So married um, advisors didn't have to go out and do the community work because the education department was also involved in community work. If you were working in the school, they regarded the school as the community, and therefore if you worked in the school on an advisory period, you also worked with the community. The, uh, we travelled with other advisors. We didn't. We weren't solo. We travelled together. We used to go into schools. The headmasters had shut the schools down. We'd work with the whole ch- with all the children, and we'd worked with the community. Would come in as well. It was wonderful. We. This was the um, era in New Zealand art where ceramics was a big thing. We built lots of uh, salt glazed kilns. Um, around Northland. They, some of them are still there. I've seen them with <laughs> really? morning glory growing all over them. They're not used, but, you know, and we mirrored the local contemporary art thing also in the school. So there was a, a continuation of art practice going right through to the community. There's some interesting things that you just touched on about um, Te Reo Māori and how it wasn't really a a huge part of your life, but what memories do you remember about your... Well, I remember my mother only spoke Māori on Wednesday. (laughs) I love that story. Isn't that awful? But, I mean, it's funny to say that, but she used to sit on the back porch with a friend who came round on Wednesday. And when I came home from school, they'd shut up. They'd say, oh, shh. And they'd say, "Oh, did you have a nice day at school, dear?" You know, because so you'd catch them. I, yeah, the little I, words I used to creep around the side of the house, and I'd creep around, and I'd hear them, and I'd stay there for a while. And uh, that was because, of course, she was brought up in that period where Māori students were smacked or hit around the legs if they they weren't allowed to speak Te Reo. They weren't allowed, and if they were caught in the playground, that was it. Mm. So, um, but you know, there was a huge amount of te reo spoken in my secondary school, as you can imagine. And um, my mother, there were lots of. My father had a, he, although he's European, had a scattering of. because he had a garage in a portiki. And he had to service all the milking machines up the Motu and down the coast. Oh, a garage is in the. Um, yeah. Petrol garage. Yes. Yep. And he also fixed up, as I said, all the machinery around yeah. the area. So, of course, he had a smattering. He understood Māori. 
And um, my, I had his sister spoke Māori fluently because she worked with um, a part Māori Lebanese trader from Apotiki. And uh, they um, used to go down the coast and before a lot of roads were in because she was older than my father. Mm. And, she, of course, they had to trade. So there was all that. It's, it's in there, but um, we never... They never encouraged. It's like I've got had a student who was uh, half New Zealand Samoan, born in New Zealand, and she wasn't encouraged to speak Samoan where she was brought up. So, um, yes, so I was born in that phase. It's very, kids are very lucky now. Your work is described as highly distinctive printmaking. Yes. I started off in print, well, I was painting, well, I did painting, I was more interested in the graphic arts than making things, so um, I, be- I sort of got side-rolled into printmaking. <laughs> side-rolled? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I used to, when I worked up north, sometimes I was away from my um, Auckland base for three weeks out of a month. Where would you stay? Well, we stayed in hotels and I stayed with teachers who stayed all over the place. It was like being a gypsy, a travelling art (laughs) gypsy, you know. And uh, a lot of my work, I used to draw a lot out of the car window. And uh, I'd draw landscape and I'd draw... I was always very interested in land issue. And I always have been and I always will be. And I would draw special places or places that I felt... Uh, gave me something or places that spooked me and um, rather than doing sitting up an easel and doing landscape you yeah. know, but I, they, I had books full of drawings and at work I was, in, uh, was asked to help um, develop the school curriculums in drawing, uh, painting and printmaking and then, of course, working. I worked in central Auckland a lot when Auck- central Auckland had a lot of Pacific Island students there around Napier Street and Beresford Street. It's terribly upmarket now, but it wasn't like that then. And I had started a community centre in Napier Street in the middle of by, down by Freeman's Bay. And, of course, then I realised how the kids... And the students and the Pacific Island people, they took to woodcutting and printmaking like ducks take to a duck pond. Mm -hmm. It was, say, just part of the language they had. You didn't have to show them how to do anything or use the tools. It was just um, it was an ingrained knowledge. As soon as the little hands clasped on a carving chisel, that was it, they were away. And then it all happened in the 70s. There was a revival, a worldwide revival of print, of the print arts. Tēnā koe e te Mārei Kura, ko Marilyn Webb tērā nō Ngāti Kahu me te roroa. 
As part of the Te Waka Toy Awards, one of the two recipients of the Na Manu Pirere Taonga was awarded to actor, director and writer Isaac James Terena Cleland of Ngāti Raukawa. Based in Porirua at 18 years old, James directed his first short film about a man's struggle with mortality. The film featured in the official selection at the Pasadena International Film Festival in Los Angeles just four years ago. Isaac has acted on stage and recently played support lead in the Māori TV series Ahikaroa, where he played the character of Tom. In 2013, Isaac was awarded Best Emerging Director at the inaugural Māori Land Film Festival in Ōtaki. Isaac shares his story about his childhood and how living next door to a cemetery and crematorium inspired his own spirituality and creativity. We sort of sifted around the Wellington region for a little while before we settled in um, the gravekeeper's house outside Whenua Tapu when I was a kid. The gravekeeper's house, tell me more. Yeah, sure. So I reckon that's definitely influenced a bit of my spirituality and just encounters I have with people because we were right amongst all that as kids, you know, scootering and um, playing around the crematorium that was there on the weekends. So that was always kind of interesting and fun. And when you look back on it now, because I go every now and then and visit the area and it's just, uh, wow, we were doing that when we were kids, you know, just having fun, um, you know, looking at all the, the different names and um, what was on those oh, those little, I don't know what they're called, but they're just like little... Um, plaques or... Plaques, yeah. that's, that's it, yeah. And so we would just be kind of sifting in around there when we were kids. And, you know, mum said she used to have sort of strangers come by every now and then. She just used to, you know, peacefully woo them away. And so that was always exposed to us when we were kids. So, so let me get this just right... Because there was yeah. there, and and that's where you actually that's where you lived as kids. Yeah, we lived. Yeah, wow. Lived there with a bit of land, had a goat. We used to go into the bush and build forts and stuff. And yeah, it was a good little upbringing. So no, um, you weren't scared at all. Um, I, I definitely um, grew a bit of, you know, feeling that mataku like often because. Uh, I used to sleep with a light on when I was a kid and up until early teenagers even still, um, just feeling like, you know, things were present. So, yeah, I definitely feel like it filtered into my life. How so? Can you, are you more, you mentioned spiritual, are you spiritually aware? Can you feel energies? Or Yeah, I definitely feel presences around me often mm. and when I meet other people as well and I can often... Um, sort of feel wairua around people and, and when pe- it's often when people, you know, share their whakaar or that I understand a little bit more deeper of what's going on with someone and um, I don't see things, I'd love to see something one day, I'm always asking for it whenever it's present but often yeah I do, I love to share kōrero with people that are um, experiencing those similar things and so it's always a point of interest for conversation. Wow, that's really interesting. So, I mean, this is the, you know, you're describing the backdrop of your life, which obviously have, you mm. know, the internal, um, um, you know, growth within you has led to you being an, an artist. And yeah. therefore, um, a cre- obviously, creativity plays a big part of that. You you describe yourself as a, was a director, writer, and is it pro- producer? What do you describe yep. yourself as? Yeah, producer. So director, directing, writing, and production. So, where did it all start for you, um, Isaac? 
I went to the actors program in Auckland. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I, I worked in film for a good two, three years after training at the New Zealand Film School down here in Porniki, and then was on a film called Human Traces down in the Catlin Islands. And um, I met an actress, Sarah Wiseman. She was on the shoot, and um, she kind of guided me to come up to the actors program and train as an actor because I've always see my um, my best friends and, and you know tuakana that are an industry for me acting and, mm. and loving being on stage and having fun with people and that's what I love doing um, with acting myself you know I love the psyche um, part of of what it what comes with you know interacting with other people yeah um, but I do enjoy the fun and the um, atmosphere that you can build as actors so so from there you have been obviously well you know from your work of late it, it seems as though you've been busy doing a bit of writing it's uh, a lot of work goes into writing and a lot of your soul and your heart and everything and so it's important to honor what um, someone puts on on page and so that's what I've been trying to do um, with my artistry and um, I was writing at the time. I've always been writing since I was a teenager. You know, I used to get pictures of anything and I would just try and write a little story, a creative <laughs> story about it. And so I think that really influenced me to go into film because you're writing pictures, you know. Mm. And as soon as I uh, trained as an actor, it was it blew my writing up even more and I was, like, seeing how, you know, dialogue works a lot more effectively once you understand acting and um, just how an actor can use presence and other works of their of their being to inform what they say on stage or in film so being an actor really helps me as a writer because i know what to say or how to how to challenge the actor as well as the audience because an actor loves to feel like they're in control of something that they're creating themselves so you want to create a sort of free environment as that writer uh, yeah as that writer for the actor to flourish in I haven't watched the entire series um, Isaac but Ahi Card or you play support lead in that Māori TV series uh, produced by Quentin Hitter mm. yeah um, can you talk mm-hmm. about your character in Ahi Card or yeah sure uh, he was he was interesting eh? he, um, I played yeah. the, the bad guy you know yes. came in with this bad guy thing and um, he definitely lived up to that I feel and I, he started to redeem himself at the end because he wasn't all about you know I think as a, a villain you have to try and find the reasons why you're doing it for that aren't you know you don't when you're playing a villain you don't try and play the villainy you try and play the good intentions that this this person has in the world but obviously is getting lost in the, in in context for the greater picture of the series um so that was a challenge taking that on but it was also cool working with the actors um you know Te Ahorangi and um, Nipia and um whoever else was uh, yeah. Tukairangi uh, you know he was um he was a good bro in the series too fantastic so. cast yeah, it was awesome cast, and there was good energy on that set. So I'll look forward to if they write me in again. I know they're going <laughs> in for series two, so if they hear this, they know I'm they know I'm keen. Um, but it was just unfortunate that uh, he was a bit too evil, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I suppose you know, as a as a consumer of you know Māori television and drama and, and and film, it's great to see a new bunch of Māori faces coming through. And I think you are one of those fresh faces. Dare I say it? Do you I feel, feel as though there, there is there's a pool of of of, of talent Māori talent coming through the the industry. Oh, I definitely think so. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of what's happening on um, sets um, on the Deadlands set that's going over to America soon, and so many new faces and good talent. 
um, and even in the theatre realm as well. Like some of the writing that I'm inspired by it comes from emerging artists. So it's an exciting time to be a Māori artist and um, you know be amongst our brothers and sisters that are doing good works and really raising the level, raising the bar for everyone else out there. Kapai. Now, um, you won, uh, sorry, in t- 2013, Best Emerging Director. Yeah. What was what was that what was that project for, um, Isaac? Could you co- take us back five years at the Mighty Land uh, Film Festival when you won that award? Yeah, sure, Justine. It feels like yesterday, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, called Tamanui, so uh, it was a project that um, we got uh, sort of commissioned by uh, Kōkiri Hauora, and Naku Ine Tamariki was the um, was the branch off of Kōkiri Hauora that we're looking after Fano in terms of uh, rejuvenating and reintroducing our traditional practices as Māori into today's world. Something I've been inspired by recently is the the haunting of Hill House. Um, oh, that's know, that gripped series. a lot of people. That's gripped yeah, a lot of people. Uh, exactly. Like I want to do the next version of you know make my own, but on that kind of scale of storytelling where it's you know so so engaging and so yes. entertaining for for that horror genre. I want to do something like that because I I reckon I can. Kia ora, Isaac James today in a Cleland filmmaker, writer, and director. He was one of the recipients at the recent uh, Te Waka Toy Awards for the category Na Manu Pirere, Best Emerging Artists. And of course, earlier we heard from Marilyn Webb, who took out the Supreme Award, Te Tohu Aroha Mo Te Arakinui Daim Tia Tairangi Kahu. He mihi maioha tēnei uh, kia tahi. That's the show for another week. He mihi mai o hatene kia koutou katoa, kua tahuri mai ki tēnei o ngā kaupapa. Join Tiahika next Sunday. Uh, don't forget, of course, you can listen to this show and previous shows by heading to the website uh, www.rnz.co.nz forward slash tiahika. Mai te whanau a tiahika kia koutou katoa. Hei kona mai. Tu te maramon